0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This month, last month was on missions, this month is on and your household, amen. Um, So we're so excited about that. Last week was the first one, and just for your information or if you're here or watching, you can always go back. They're always on our Facebook page. You can go back and click on My Passion Uh, YouTube and all of the messages are there and you can also go to our website mypassion.church click on the podcast and we have a library full that you can go back months and months and all into last year and you can just search through that and maybe there's something you're going through and you'll find a message that will minister to you for this time in your life so I encourage you to access all of these things we are so blessed to have the availability of the word of God like never before to be able to go to any avenue and be able to click on that and you can share that with others in your life. Amen. So uh, we're going to go ahead and pray before we get started. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you, God, that you have given us, God, such a precious time to be able to believe for our household to be saved. And we just thank you, God, that your word will go forth today and hearts will be touched, lives will be changed. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for coming in, our family coming into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
1: Amen. Well, I want to welcome you along with Pastor Sandy I really uh, believe this, that uh, if you're looking, uh, if you're looking, see God's going to show you himself and show you some things about himself. And if you're listening, uh, you'll hear him uh, today. And if your heart uh, is open to him, uh, there's, there's a work that he will do in your in your life God is a spirit, the Bible says, and he deals with us in our spirit, or the heart of man, the spirit of the Lord. the spirit of a man uh, is where God is where God works. So Acts 16:31 it says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved you and your household. This is a promise uh, that God uh, has made, and we can testify that um, you know in our lives that one by one, They've all come into uh, the kingdom uh, of God. And, but we don't stop there with just being saved from the standpoint of, you know, you get fire insurance and, and uh, uh, you know, against hell. Uh, the Bible teaches us that, uh, that we are to pray that the kingdom of God uh, come in our lives that we would experience the character of God, the conduct of God, the faithfulness of God, the the life that God came yes. to give us. Uh, being born again is like is like a baby being born, then that child has such a, a lifetime of potential and possibility, a life to a life to be lived. You know the the believable part uh, of the gospel is yes God makes it will make a immediate change in our heart first but then it will be reflected in life that is lived. I want to uh call your attention to Deuteronomy the 7th chapter and this is the ninth verse this is going to be out of the uh New Living Translation or new yeah or is it new living? Yeah. New living, yeah. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God. Everyone say the faithful God. Faithful God. Who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey him. You know, uh, the statement there, he is the faithful god you know is god is the one uh that we uh look to let me let you in on his original plan for man was that god would have a family and he started that out and he said let us make man mankind both man male and female the bible says he created to be like him in his image so when god looks at us we would be a reflection of, uh, of him, that, we would, that he would see, the Bible says in another place, that we are destined to become conformed to the image of his dear son, Jesus. That when God looks at our life, that we look like Jesus. Now, not just in, physic, in physical attributes, but in character yes, yes, and in conduct, in our attitudes and in our actions. In the way that we uh, the, the way that we speak the way that we think the way that we act in life it says God is faithful you know may not uh, apply uh, their this word in the correct manner because a lot of times we'll bring our own understanding and the Bible says this first word there is understand. Yes. So we need a understanding that's beyond the measurements of man, and we need a revelation from God and His understanding. Matter of fact, Paul prayed this prayer in uh, Ephesians, and he said, "I pray that that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, so that you could know." What is your inheritance along with all of the saints? So it's not a private interpretation. But you know, a lot of times we bring our private interpretation, our own understanding, our own measurements of the word faithful. Well, I think that that we ought to take from the Bible and looking at God. You know, the Bible says it's required first. And, and let me read this uh, to you, same thing out of the end uh, NLT It says this. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. It's the first requirement. Given a trust. You know the reason why we can trust God is that he is trustworthy.
0: Yes, yes.
1: The, the essence of faith in God, believing God, faith in God is trust. Simple trust—that's the essence of faith. Well, he asks us to trust him, and how can we how can we trust God? You know, uh, we have to understand that He is the faithful God. Now, you know, God's not fair weather. Anybody hear the term fair weather, friends? fickle and feckless in other words if the wind blows this way i'm one way but if the wind blows that way uh, i go the i go the other way well for a christian the bible says that that is childish it says whenever the wind blows we're tossed to and fro we're just double-minded you know uh the translation of faithfulness is defined as being true to your word is God true to his word yes. oh absolutely that's how we can trust God we can take his word on it and he will the bible says that word is forever settled in heaven he doesn't change his mind just because we change ours or the circumstances change or the situation changes right. it says that faithfulness is defined as being true to your word and commitments that's a strong word today isn't it commitment Uh, you know but we're no we really are no greater than our word or or our determination our decision you know to do what we say and to be true to our commitments I'm glad you've been faithful to your commitment when you said I do you did forty something years uh here later you did, and so did I, and we haven't always been perfect in that, you know, uh but uh my heart trusts uh in uh in Miss sandy uh because her word is good, she's true to her word, true to her commitments. I found that to be true where God is concerned. you know that's a powerful witness, isn't it isn't it for those that want to have a strong and a lasting you know, uh, marriage, then you would look for someone who has a strong and a lasting marriage. You know, follow faithful people. Don't follow folks that, you know, bumping around and wandering around with everything follow faithful people you're going to you're going to go in that direction you're going to become the bible says hang around the wise you'll be what you become wise hang around the foolish you'll become foolish hang around the faithful and you'll become faithful now why would that be important well god is faithful god is faithful and if it's required first of a steward don't you think god requires this of himself it's required of those who have been given a trust to be to prove faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, Do you have anything to prove? Or well, just one thing. Just one thing, I'm faithful. Yes. I made a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. How important is this? I'll tell you, you know, uh when we're talking in the light of salvation and the faithfulness of God, I didn't, I didn't know God. I knew about God, had my own ideas uh, about God. But basically, my ideas about God were from observing those who said they believed in God. And most of the people that I knew, you know, they were not faithful people. They went to church on Sunday, but they were not faithful to whatever happened there on Sunday, you know, because they live just like hell the rest of the week. So I thought I got better things to do than waste time going to church on Sunday. If you're no different than I'm different than I am, why why bother? That's just one more thing. I did not believe that you could live this. And how how is it lived? Uh, uh, how is it lived? It's lived out in faithfulness yes, through yes. faithfulness. There was a boy on a job uh, with me that it was there for nearly a year, around a year's time. You know, in one year's time, you go through the cycle of the seasons and you really can kind of prove and see what's in there will crop up. How many of you know that right now in the springtime, uh, as it's warming up, some things are springing up? Not just natural things, character, conduct, you know. What's in you is going to come up. Isn't that right? Whatever measures in it. you, know, you may talk a good game, but you know you got to play the game. That's right. You have to back up with your life. You got to prove with your life what what your words are needs to be reflected in your in our works. Amen. It just, really a a deciding witness for my life was a young man named. Uh, Bobby Brown, I don't know if we'll ever cross paths through, again through uh, media, whatever, but I'll tell you, um, you know, I worked with him for nearly a year, put all kinds of pressure on his profession, uh, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know, when pressure comes on the profession of I'm a Christian, uh, what should happen? You should prove that that you're faithful, mm-hmm. Amen. Faith, faithfulness, the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I would define faithfulness at is is this being able to hold steady under pressure. Don't we live in a world that's kind of crazy right now, where pressure is concerned? Don't we? And we've been through almost two years here where the pressure uh, was on to find your own measure, uh, you know, and to uh, you know settle for wherever, whatever level. You know, water will find its own level, but you know, I'm a firm believer, being an old farm boy. Boy, that milking and cows and cream rises to the top. Amen. And anyhow, this, this kid, you just couldn't bust him. Why? He had something beyond my measurement. It's like, you can't live this. Well, he lived it. How'd he do it? Just being faithful. Faithful to God, because God is the faithful God. See, you're going to see God in the faithful worship and the faithful witness of the people that he lives in. Now, was that powerful? Maybe it doesn't mean a thing to you, but I'll tell you what now. You know, if I made up my mind, if I were to become a Christian, I would want to be a Christian like that. Because you can't break them. You can't bend them. They can live it. And if I can't live it, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to talk one thing and then do something else. That was my biggest uh, thing where I'm not going to be a hypocrite. And a hypocrite is you say one thing, you do something else. Oh, Lord, I wish you wouldn't say stuff like that. Well, go look up in your concordance, do a word study, see how many times Jesus said hypocrite. How many times... Jesus talked about it. So if it was good enough for the master, it should be good enough for us, right? Isn't that right? But I'll tell you how important was that. That that meant, that meant the difference between heaven and hell for me. Literally. Literally. It meant the difference between heaven and hell. I decided, made a judgment call, whether God could be believed, God could be trusted, God could actually... Uh, be true to his word by what I saw in someone who was found proven faithful and true faithful and true yes. are you listening? you know you can be faithful to the you can be faithful to your religion or you can be faithful to a, a false uh you know uh, a false measurement see, but we want to be like we want to we want to see a true picture of God yes. and we want to see. A, a true witness where he's concerned. Well, first of all, listen, if first of all it's required, God doesn't require something of us that he doesn't require of himself. Understand this, that the Lord your God is indeed God. And what makes him God? He is the faithful God who keeps yes. his word, yes. keeps his covenant. Amen? So, you know, uh, it matters. It matters. It matters. In your life, whether or not you're faithful, as people are watching, people as a witness, there may be—and I believe this today—aren't people looking? Yes, they are. Aren't people listening? Aren't people wanting to? In all of the information that's floating around, and all of the uh, uh, the things, uh, the propaganda, all of uh, all of that. Uh, in every arena of life, aren't people really just looking for the simple truth that they can trust? Yes. Well, you can trust God. Amen. said you can trust God. He's true to, to his word.
0: Over in Joshua chapter 23 and verse 14, it says that now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Amen? So when we trust God, what he has promised us will come to pass. The only one that's holding that back is us believing and expecting what God can and what God will do. You know, and it's true, consistency. That's what people are looking for nowadays because there's a whole lot of inconsistency. There's a whole lot, like Pastor said, people say a lot of stuff, but they do something different, you know. Uh, So, it's like, people are looking, they're hungering and thirsting for something that's real. Mm -hmm. They're hungering and thirsting for something that is consistent, you know. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect and I'm going to be perfect, but that means, though, that we're always trying to follow Jesus and do a little bit better today. Mm -hmm. And if we mess up today, we're going to be determined, I'm going to do a little bit better tomorrow because they're watching When you don't even know it and I don't even know it, people are watching. Your family, your friends, your co-workers, strangers are watching. Is this thing real? Mm -hmm. Like Pastor said, can you live it? Mm -hmm. Can you really, in the hard times... When things are all upside down and the world's a mess and everything, you know, what the news says is, oh my gosh, you know, you can't, you won't be able to afford this, you know, you're not gonna have this, we may run out of food, run out of gas, whatever, but thank God, my trust is in God. It's not in a man, it's not in the government, it's not in what the world can give me, it's in what God can give me. And when I keep my trust in Him, See, there's a peace that comes that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. And don't you think people are watching during these times? Especially, well, let's just see how these Christians will do now in this type of situation.
1: Especially during these times, Sam. Yes. I mean, you know, anybody, fair weather, you know, anybody can. I remember a guy I worked for, uh, and and he would be a very natural uh, example of, uh, You know, wasn't a greatly spiritual man at all, but God uh, put him in my life and he was my boss. And you always, whoever's in your life that has some degree of authority and influence in your life, that's for a reason. Mm -hmm. Learn the lesson. There's something that God wants to do through them for you. They're there for an example. Well, Mr. Buck Hill, uh, you know, we were... uh, uh, times were good they were blowing and going at the sawmill expanding you know millions of dollars worth of expansion and he must have saw that you know as a young man i was pretty wide-eyed over you know the good times and uh, he remember one day he confronted me he said you you really think this is something don't you i said yeah he goes son he said anybody can do well when the weather's fair when the sun's shining when times are good he goes the trick my boy he said, it's to survive the hard times. He said, it hasn't been that long ago. And he named off the general manager, the head forester himself, and uh, uh, another guy. He said, we, we were walking around here. We took the night watchman shift, he said, uh, because we're, times were hard enough where, where uh, you know, uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have security and all of that. He said, we punched the night clock. He said the key is what happens during the tough times. See, proven faithfulness during the tough times. Amen. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. Now, we need to be better than folding up like a cheap Chinese uh, card table. When a little weight and a little pressure gets on our life. Amen. Because people are watching. You know, the believability of any witness, especially with your family, they probably know you the best. And anybody can say, Well, I got God. I went to church and you know, got God in there thinking, you know, you've got a lot of things. I mean, you know, we've been up and down all around with you. But the proof is that over time, see, you know, that life changes. It goes in a different direction. There's there is a there is a powerful witness in people's lives, and what is that like? Saying said the faithfulness. You know, what about uh, answer me this? You know, we've been at this a long time, both uh, you know in life and in ministry. But uh, uh, what about you know uh, what about people that um, you know that, that walk away from the faith? You know, we've all faltered in our faith, but what about the folks that just simply, you know, walk away, uh, walk away from it? You know, don't believe that God is faithful to them, so they could. And that's the devil's biggest lie, isn't it? God's not faithful. God, the devil is always first accusing God, then he accuses you, then he accuses everybody around you. He's called the Accuser of the brethren. You know, I don't run with him, so any thoughts of accusation. You know, uh, I I immediately dismiss those. The Bible says, cast those things down.
0: But the purpose of that, though, is so that the people that are watching, remember, if you quit or give up, Mm -hmm. there's people that are attached to your life Mm -hmm. that are watching. And if you walk away, then there's a good chance that maybe their chance now coming to Jesus Mm -hmm. could be greatly affected. So remember, see, it's not just about me. It's not just about you. When we live our life for God, we're living it for others. And what you do does matter. Yeah. Where you go to church does matter. What you say does matter. Yeah. What you believe does matter. What because you people witness. are watching. And what you witness. Your it's the life why is why a I witness. Ask. It,
1: says, it says every promise has been fulfilled, not one has failed. And boy, I'll tell you, folks who cock their head... You know, sideways, religiously, and you go, well, I'll tell you what now. You know, I trusted God. I believe God, and he failed me. God never fails. Okay? Well, could it be possible that perhaps that we just quit believing him? That under pressure... And, you know, God will pull back sometimes just to see what's in your heart. You know, you've heard that... I mean, he will. He'll hide. But if you keep seeking and looking and knocking, you know, you'll find the right way. See, but people give up and just, and just, you know, the door's locked so they assume that God just isn't good. That's the original lie of the devil. Oh, God's holding out on you. Well, no, you know, there's never, ever, ever going to be an excuse uh, that will hold any water when we get in front of God and say, well, God, you let me down. You failed me, you know. Well, you know, hold it steady, under pressure not just for yourself but now I also realize there are people watching you have become a stepping stone or a stumbling block you know now without even meaning that there's some people that we trip up and don't don't want to you know uh but don't purposefully just say well you know what i don't you know because i'll tell you you know uh how many time you've been on the job or there or your family go well i thought you were a christian I mean, we've been as simple a thing as sometimes it's making a decision to put God first or family first. There's been times where, you know, oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to be in church, and well, you know, uh, where we're concerned, I mean, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, you know, of course, we're pastors, and you know that's your job. No, we're Christians, so we're faithful amen we're christians so we're faithful amen uh i'm glad that that you know either one of you you know 99.9 percent of the time what about that 0.01 percent of the time that we wouldn't be faithful to one another no there's some things there's just no backing up from and it's a powerful witness Amen. And your family is the. Listen, they're they're looking, but they're also they're listening for God. But they're also remember the devil's going to be talking to them, accusing you. So don't give them any opportunity. Don't give that uh, the devil any opportunity to have something on you, because he ain't got nothing in you.
0: So God has promised that if we will believe in Him that we will be saved and our household to a thousand generations. In 1 Kings 8 and 56, it says, Praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people, Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all of the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Mm -hmm. Not one. In Psalms 89 and 1, it says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever with my mouth. I will make your faithfulness known through all the generations. You know, we have got to be bold in our faith. And more than anything, we need to be bold in our walk. See, it's not just enough to say it. It's what are we doing? You know, and like, you know, like we were just talking about in the hard times. Yes, it's hard. It's hard. But try to give some people hope when they say, well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to afford the gas. I can't, I can't pay these go- grocery prices. Well, say, look, but you know what? It's hard for me too, but I'm going to trust God because I believe God is my ultimate provider. See? So when I look out at all of this, what looks impossible with me, I'm going to put my trust in God. Yeah. Point them to God. And then live your life in faith. Trust God. Believe what God has said, and God will fulfill his promises. You know why? Because people for our lives, you know, we're... We're believing, this is a special message about believing for your family, believing for your household. And remember, you know, you may not be able to witness to them all of the time, but still your actions are important. Maybe you don't see them, but you can pray for someone else to come across their path. Just as you're faithful to witness to others, God will send people across your family's path and witness to them. So it will happen. Mm -hmm. Just trust and obey God and believe that no matter what, God will come through because he's faithful, you know. And if we'll stay faithful to God, he is faithful to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Over in Hebrews 6, verses 17 through 19, it says, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear To the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. I'll tell you, God is a faithful God. And he's just looking for some people that will say yes and amen. Just be willing to obey. You know, willingness and obedience go together. See, you can say, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'll do that for you. But when it comes down to it, do we do it? You know, so there's a difference. You can be willing, but then not be obedient. You can say, yes, Lord, but then we don't do nothing with what he gave us to do. So let's be both willing and obedient and see the faithfulness of God's hand come upon your life, your family, reach your neighborhood where you work, and watch them come into the kingdom of God like never before when we're faithful to God.
1: Especially where salvation is concerned, when you're believing for your own, but also then believing for your family, you know there uh, there is faithfulness. Can be defined as following Jesus, but then also following all the way through. Yeah. There has to be a follow uh, through. We can say I believe, yeah. you know, but then uh, but then there has to be I stay believing. I keep on believing. Well, there it is, you know. In our family, one by one, you know, uh, they've come in. Well, what if we had stopped believing? You know, uh, it didn't happen in a day or a month or, or even a year. I mean, it, some of them it took years. You know, but I believe this also that you know the blessing of God flowing through our lives to a thousand generations depends upon me staying. And us staying in agreement with Jesus, following and following through, you know, uh, uh, so that the blessing of God can flow into our lives but also through our lives to that next generation. I don't get out from underneath the flow of that because it's not just affecting me, it's affecting generations. The Bible says in the Old Testament, same thing, God said this, I will visit the sins of uh, uh, of the fathers to the fourth generation. Well, what's he, What's he saying there? He goes, you can make some decisions that are missing the mark. That he goes, it'll take me four generations to get that off of your family. You open up the door, and things will begin to happen where the curse is concerned. It'll take a while for that to get out. He said, you need to realize that you know, a decision for the blessing will go a thousand. Decision for uh, sin. We'll go at least four in the natural world. And, you know, I mean, we don't want to be the cause of anybody to stumble, miss Jesus, and go to hell. Certainly, right? I mean, we flippantly. How many times have you and I said before we became uh, Christians, tell people to go to hell? Well, when the reality of that is you'd never say that to anybody ever. you never even think that. Well, you know, they want to. If that's what you want to do, don't even think that way. You know, uh, uh. We, we are people that have to live like, uh, you know, faithfulness. Living in faith and in the fullness of that faith. Doing like God believes. You know, the whole family got messed up. God's a perfect father. I remember in our uh, family, Pastor Ron's going to come. I remember in our family, you know, we raised our children. Uh, in church and you know but sometimes things go haywire we haven't always been perfect and all but i remember praying and the lord said uh um he said well do you think i'm a good father i said yeah and he said well he said it didn't take very long at all before my family got over into some dysfunction and and all that and he said so you know he said but the thing of it is he goes you don't give up you don't stop believing see you don't stop Uh, believing you know I I look at how God started all over with the world and it was in you know the conditions were chaotic it was dark it was chaotic but here he stepped out and he started saying some things he had a dream in his heart of a family he had a dream in his heart of you and me and them and uh, and he was unwilling to do eternity without us think about that for a minute there's such an unfailing love that even when we fail when we're not faithful the Bible says he is faithful still because he believes the best. If we're not willing to love see love will hold you steady. Unfailing love will hold you steady. But you have to decide to be faithful to the original purpose of vision. You know the Bible says that here's all of this mess and chaos the world's upside down and the world that's just been turned inside uh, out through judgment of the devil and his angels that fell and but here God steps out and he begins to say what he wants he begins to speak not what is but what he wants to be what he wants to happen and you know sometimes we'll look at and I thank that God that there were people like that in our life. Thank God for a Bobby Brown. Thank God for praying grandmother. Thank God for Miss Stoltz. Thank God for, you know, uh, the people known and unknown that prayed and stayed faithful to God's, to God's vision, God's view. And while the Bible says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the chaos, over the darkness, over the, over the mess. You know, waiting for what? For God to say something good. Because God always says something good. The blessing. Amen. You can't call the things that are as though they are. They already are that way. They'll stay that way if you want something different where your family is concerned you say lord i don't just want them to just barely get by and just barely make it in and to live in a low level you know as an infant with no understanding i want them to have all that you want for them i want them to have the total package want them not only Uh, living in the reality of the forgiveness of their sin but also the cleansing of all unrighteous that they would be born again, yes but also be filled with the Holy Spirit and that they would be delivered from every disaster every destruction, every ruination that the devil has for life that they would follow your perfect plan for their life your highest and best would be their aspiration that they would know you like you want them to know you. That, they, that you would be their friend. Not just their father. Not just their Lord Jesus. But the friend of God. That they would have a life that's worth living. See. And we speak those things. Instead of saying well there they go again. You know. They always do that. They'll never change. You can't talk like that. That's not faith. That's not hope. You know, hold to the blueprint of hope and let it be an anchor for your soul when your feelings and your emotions and all that go haywire when things are not right and things go wrong. You know, uh, we need to speak what's right. We need to believe what's right. We need to pray what's right. You know, continue to pray. You know, one of the devil's biggest tricks is to get you offended with them so you won't pray right for them. Are you listening? Where you just... Where you'll pray out of an offense. See? Mad. Oh, that's never... You know, an, the Bible says be angry but don't sin. See? Don't miss the mark where people are concerned. And we need to pray. Declare God's promise over your family. Declare not the problems to God. He knows about that. Don't just pray about them. Pray for them. For them.
0: Get your scriptures... For your family and for yourself. Get you a few of them and put them out. Uh And declare those every day over your family. You know, we've got some prayer sheets. Um, I think we still have some more. If you didn't get one, uh, feel free to fill one out. Or you can write it down on your own piece of paper. But if you'll put your family that you're believing God for down here in this box. Not only does it get prayed over every day. You know, and early on Sunday mornings, but we're believing God with you. So put your family that you're believing down in this box, um, and let's believe God for them to come in one at a time. And like I said, maybe it might just be, you know, you saying a few things, but a lot of times family is far away. We can't really witness to them, you know, or maybe they don't want to hear anything you have to say. That's all right. You just say, okay, God, you got somebody they'll listen to. They may not listen to me, but they'll listen to somebody else. I'll be faithful to witness to others as you send them across my path. So ask the Holy Spirit to show you ways of what you can and how you can testify the faithfulness of God. Just say, God, help me to be that faithful person. Help me to be the one that they want to ask or that they'll be curious and they'll want to seek you out and others will come
1: and share your faithfulness. There'd be no substitute. The Bible says that what would it profit us if we gained the whole world? You know, quote, have a good life for yourself, you know, know that heaven is settled for you, but you lose your own soul. You know, our own soul uh would not be just you yourself, but it would be your family, it would be uh sons and daughters. Moms and dads, cousins, uncles, aunts. It would be our family. That's our soul, isn't it? How could we be set? When losing is not an option. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where people are concerned and when, when you look for the heart of God, God goes, Losing's not an option here. It's just not an option. So you need to settle that first of all, that no matter what, You're going to follow me and follow through because I'm going to lead you into victory. And I'm going to cause you to triumph. But you got to settle right now. Losing is not an option. Losing your family is not an option. Losing to, to the devil and them spending eternity in hell is not an option. Somebody ought to listen to what I'm saying. Say, you know, but until you get some steadfastness in you, Having done everything to stand. This is why you cultivate faithfulness in your own life. Because God is the faithful God. See? And he needs you to be full of faith. Do what you need to do to stay strong in faith. To speak the word only when everything else looks like hell is winning. See? This is why, why we need to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his mind. You'll find out. Like I'll tell you what. The devil loves weakness. He'll take advantage of it. And he knows whether or not there's any power in your life. Or power behind of your decision. Or power behind of, of, uh, of you. Amen. I've been knocked down. We've been knocked down a few times but the Lord, because the Lord was faithful and we look to Him He'll stand you right back up again. When the dust is cleared the Bible says when the dust is cleared the righteous will be standing and the wicked will be gone. You're going to encounter some things in this life where losing is not an option but there's plenty of people that lose. You're either going to be a victim or a victor jesus is a victor hallelujah the empty grave is proof of that he said i am he that was dead and now i'm alive and i have the keys of hell death and the grave amen now he's worth following isn't he don't get messed up you know with unfaithful or the devil will point them out don't don't get messed up with it unfaithful will be unfruitful amen we want fruit that will glorify him amen let's pray Oh, not just for you that are in the house and but also those that are watching if you're here today under the sound of our voice i pray that you would hear his voice within the voice and i'm sure he's been working and Uh, because he always works even when we don't see it or or feel it we know that god is working you know what he's working on changing hearts changing minds and changing lives you know no matter how long we've been with the lord you know we still need to be changeable and maybe you're looking for a change well let me tell you this is this will be a lasting and a real and an authentic and genuine change That's the kind of change that we need in a world that is, if ever there was a time, most people would like to hide their heads in the sand and don't believe that, you know, oh, it's just going to go on and on forever. You realize that apart from the purpose and the plan of God and praying the church even, not just praying, you know, like John said, even so, come Lord Jesus. Even after all of the stuff that was happening in Revelation that he saw, the destructions that were coming on the world, the judgments that were coming on the world, he was able to say, even so, come Lord Jesus. But you know, in his heart, I I, I believe he said, Lord, we just need a little more time. Not for ourselves, but... I've got family. I've got friends. I know some folks that if this all wraps up and, you know, you realize that never have we lived in a time in history when people could push a button and the end of the world would be at hand. We live in that time. Oh, you're just trying to scare people. No, Honey, we live in that time. We have have one of the major players in that time. Aggressively. Making movements that apart from prayer, apart from God's intervention, apart from it being God's time. And we don't know. Jesus said, you don't know the day or the hour. But we live, I believe, in the last hour in the last days. And the key is, uh, we may not be able to control these things or stop these things, but you can be ready. So if you, if God's been working in your heart, I know He has. And then you're ready. Let's pray a simple prayer that decides you're forever. Because this life is not forever. This is not forever. It's not going to go on and on and on. The Bible doesn't teach that. But well, what it does teach is that eternity is forever and you have this life to get ready for that one. That eternal life starts with simple belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made. And if you want to help your family, let God help you. Don't tell them they need to be saved and you're undone. You see? And stop the pretending and get real with God. Let's pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I need to be ready. I'm not sure that I am. But I'm sure of this one thing. You're able to get me ready. To make me ready. To face forever. So I put my trust in you. I thank you. That forgiveness of sin was bought by your blood, shed on a cross. That new life was guaranteed when God raised you from the dead. So I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God. And that you did all of these things as Lord. And I confess you as my Lord. Right here, right now, I believe. God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you can give me new life. I say I'm forgiven. I say I am yours. I say you're my Lord. And I will follow you and follow through all the rest of my days. Amen. Now if you meant that prayer... Uh, Congratulations. There's no greater miracle that can happen for you than being born again in an instant. You are translated out of the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says, out from under the power of the devil to curse you, to enslave you, to hold you under death's grip. And you're translated into. It's not just what you came out of. It's what you've come into the kingdom of his dear son. Which love and grace and mercy got you there. And love and grace and mercy will keep you there. And I'll tell you congratulations. It's the best thing you could do for yourself. But it will also be the greatest thing you'll ever do for those that are looking to you. Your family First. Trust me, they're looking to God, but they, you may be the only Jesus they see with some skin on. You may be the proof of the faithfulness of God by his ability to hold you steady, to cause you to stand faithful. When we get in front of God, wouldn't it be awesome, the words that we're looking to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful if you want the reward, you've got to meet the requirement, and the requirement is just be faithful to the one who is faithful, always, always faithful, and he's able to make you to be faithful as well. Well, God bless you. Listen, until the next time we pray that you would have a heart that's at rest, even especially I think it's so important during these days when there's so much unrest and God would give you a stability and security that can only come from Him by trusting in Him. In the times that we live in, they're so unstable, so insecure, so much fear, God offers faith to all of us. And that's our prayer for you, that your heart be at rest because you trust in the One who has blessed us so very, very greatly. Remember, under the blessing it gets better. Under the curse, it only gets worse. So why live there? Come on over here. Uh, under the blessing of God, a good God, the faithful God, who is God. And He let him keep covenant with you to a thousand generations. Till the next time.